Yes. Good Monday morning, everyone. We hope that you had a fantastic Christmas and holiday time. But you guys know me, Amy, here with Russell and Fern. And today we're going to be talking about what happened during our Christmases, because you know that we're going to have some good stories for you, on top of what we're hoping to accomplish in the new year and some new year goals that we also have. So join us for the conversation. Make sure that you let us know that you're here. What? How did your Christmas go? How was your? What goals do you have for New Year? So Russell Fern, hey you guys, how are you? How'd you guys? How was Christmas for everybody? It was really good. We had a good time. My brother and his wife came over with the minis, and you know Ari is off with her dad because that's the custodial arrangement, right? But, um. So, but we had the little minis with us, and we watched. What are the minis? The minis are my brother's dogs. Oh, I thought you were talking about maybe your nephews and nieces. No, we don't have <laughs> we don't have children. We just have dogs. Okay. Hey, I understand. Yeah. I actually I think we're doing good with just dogs, to be honest. But um, yeah, so we had the little ones because they're small, they're like little terrier-sized babies. They're oh. they're nuts, so we don't really know what hundred percent they are, but they're adorable. And um and we watched some movies and we watched a movie called Don't Look Up. Oh my gosh, I've heard about that movie. So was it like creepy? How was it? Why did you watch it? What's going it, down? We watched it because Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm a big fan. Oh, okay. He's in that movie. I know nothing of this movie. I just know that if I wanted to creep myself out to watch this movie is what I was told. It is, it is satire. It is one of the greatest pieces of satire I have seen in a long, long time. Okay. And and it is so spot on to what would happen if we found out today that you know and that <laughs> that seriously we were about to get hit by an asteroid or some or a comet or something. Oh, this, okay. This is the very potentially possible method that would of what would happen. I mean, they're hypothesizing how would we handle it? What would happen? And in today's world, given the world we live in today, I think that it is highly plausible. I thought we've already had that movie like five times. No, this one is satire. This is not a this is not an end of the world, you know, movie like what could happen. Is this like is this like what would happen in the Three Stooges? This is yes. This you would love it. I would love for you to watch it and then for us to chat about it because there's so much in it. There's so much that they're and they're talking about the social media elements of our world. It's not a disaster movie, no, Kelly. You're right. It's really about hey, Kelly. It's about the it's a it's a commentary on our society and our you know the way we we do things here in in terms of society and in our politics and stuff and it's it's don't get preachy preacher beautiful <laughs> beautiful piece of satire whatever your opinions are it's wow great. wow well it's good morning Leroy. good morning good morning Leroy. kelly good morning kelly wants to see it and she says it's not a disaster movie See, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking it was like a horror film, you know, like don't look up, you know, like someone's up there, you know, that's where my mind went. No. But I'll have to watch it just like those kind of movies. I've gotten on an SNL kick on my Hulu. And so I've, I've been rewatching some of those because I, you know, I didn't used to watch them. So that's what I've been watching besides my Christmas movies. You know, I got to put my white Christmas and stuff in there. 
you know, great pieces of satire too. Yeah. Yes. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Tom. So, you know, another one that I watched because we uh -oh. watched movies the for Christmas was The Last Duel. Oh, okay. How was that? It was really well done. It was really well done. I really, I thought they did a fantastic job of showing the the three points of view, you know, and then the outcome. And I thought it was really well structured. And, and it really presents us with the reality that, you know, not much has really changed in our world, you know? Oh, Meryl Streep is hilarious. The funniest, is what is he saying? the funniest story is when Jonah called Meryl Streep a goat and she couldn't figure out why. She had no idea what it stood for. Okay, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Look, I'm going to revoke if Meryl Streep's going to become a topic of conversation. Today. Okay, no, this isn't about Meryl Streep. No. Not going to I did it. not. Okay, look, you guys. That's for I, your Wednesday messy talk or whatever I know, I'm sorry. I did not know what goat was until I watched the princess switch three where she's like he's the goat and he's like what is that and it's like greatest of all time oh my god you guys i've never felt i okay i'm gonna not finish that statement but i've never not known what those things were until you know we're in recent years so i behind the time on those things for sure so you know i learned something new from that that movie which was the holiday movie that i watched good morning robert and kelly so yes, but Russell, how was how was your Christmas? Mine was a little different than Ferns. I got COVID and ruined not only my family's Christmas, but everybody that had been in contact with this Christmas. So because I, I had to call everyone that uh, possibly it could have been exposed. I actually have uh, know of no one that caught it for me uh, during that time, but. My family was all broken up because we couldn't get together. Hmm. The rest of the family got together, but I was stuck at home the whole time. I was always, the only symptom I had was hay fever one night. And then I was well. But the trouble is you got to stay in your place for days afterwards so you don't expose anyone. So yeah. there I was. And, uh, but I had a, we had a really nice Christmas. I just didn't get to see my children or my grandchildren or anyone else. They did send pictures laughing at me, ha ha, ha which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was cool. It was, was a cool Christmas. And Melinda, uh, right? What? Melinda was the one that was stuck there with you. Oh, she, I totally ruined her Christmas. I totally, because she was exposed. So you you know so we couldn't expose the family or anybody else. So she stuck to she never tested positive, but the twins that are newborns they haven't been vaccinated though they do have antibodies through their mama uh, because their mama's vaccinated. But you can't expose your family, so there we are. And I actually keep during the weekend of uh, Christmas and virus. Uh, communicated in, on the internet with many of my friends who not, who also had it, not through me, but otherwise, that also weren't able to have Christmas with their family. It was a thing this year. Yeah, nobody was. would. Nobody I know was really sick, but you just got to be careful. 
So right. That yeah. was my magical Christmas. Hey, but you know what, man? I like how you think, you know, you said it was cool and, you know, you're taking the positive out of it. But that's why video calling was invented, right? I mean, not for pandemics, but it's very helpful during the pandemic time, you know? Right. So face FaceTime. Yeah. So it's like you were there. You just weren't physically there, you know? So I like I like it, man. You're seeing the, the bright side of the picture there. And uh, I would like to thank those people that are listening to us this week on our podcast, because that's the way most people listen to us now, not yeah. live, but on our podcast during the week. And we want to thank them for listening to this. Hope they had a good Christmas. Hope uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, you have a great New Year's. Yes. Absolutely. How do people here find us, Amy? I've had people say they couldn't find us on the podcast. How do they find oh, okay. us? So if you go and you type in author talk on any of the platforms, you will see it's going to say author talk, hearing author stories, just like the image in the background. Let me bring that up so you guys can see it. Um, but it's going to have this image right here, the, you know, the gold or yellow, whatever. And that's going to be our author talk platform. You can click on it, follow it. It'll update you when we upload new episodes, which after we go live on all of, you know, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn, we upload it to all of the podcasting channels and you can listen to it then and there. You'll get notified. Um, we're on Good Pods, iTunes, or Apple Radio, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all of those that you can listen to podcasts is where we are. So that's how you can listen to us. But let's see, what did I do for Christmas? I went home to my mom's, Russell. I went and got a test and it was negative. So I went home to my mom's and I spent Christmas there with her or with my family, all my sisters and my dad and everything. And then with Joshua's family. And then we came home Christmas Eve and did Santa. And so my daughter's got an air fort. Does anybody know what those are? <laughs> I didn't know what those were. So an air fort is you attach a fan to the front of it and the air from the fan is what keeps the, the fort open. They can go in and out. They have, well, my Meadow loves it. My Sky is, she's iffy about it, so she doesn't do it. But they got a ton of bluey stuff. My sister got them a bounce house ball pit that I had to go get a pump to inflate. So we'll be doing that later today. Um, but they had, you know, they just had so much fun playing with their cousins and seeing my parents and Joshua's parents and everything. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's fun with little kids to see all everything they get excited about. So I, I think Christmas is definitely more for the kids, you know, like when you have little kids, it's fun to watch them opening presents and getting so excited and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think as an adult, we enjoy it too, we, but we enjoy it in a very different way. Like the presents were nice, but we didn't have that many this year. And we just really, we, it was really more about just hanging out with the family. We played. Exactly. Dinner. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. We bought ourselves a new Peloton for Christmas. Nice. And even though I am stuck in the apartment being sick, uh, I've been working out every day, so I've actually got a lot of good. I've actually got healthier while I'm sick. <laughs> nice. There you go. So what would you say? Um, let's see. For uh, Russell, we'll go to you. What would you say are some of your New Year's goals or resolutions? 
Well, I have several resolutions. I have some for the show. I have some for me. And I have some to help Amy on. And I have some resolutions to help Fern on. All right. And I re really think I need to work really hard at helping Amy and Fern with their resolutions <laughs> this year that I made for them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell us what you made for us, Russell. Well, the first one I have uh, for Amy is to encourage her to sell one of Josh's motorcycle collection <laughs> motorcycles and get herself a new vehicle. <laughs> so that is one of my resolutions. All right. Which one, the red or the blue one? Well, the one that, the not the one that he's fixed up and was a great deal. It would be mm -hmm. the other one because, yeah, that's the one that you really love as a motorcycle. The one that you really stole, but it wasn't all fixed up and you had to yeah. fix it. That's the one that you fall in love with. Mm -hmm. So it would be the other one. Okay. I, I don't want you to break Josh's heart. <laughs> but that would be my resolution for you. Okay. For Fern is I'm going to find new ways that she might try to get the stink out of her dog. <laughs> you realize that she doesn't smell anymore. In Russell's mind, she will always smell, okay? In Russell's mind, once you smell like a skunk, it's permanent. It doesn't go away. You, you might just, as well just get rid of that dog. I'm that dog not, yeah, we're not getting rid of my dog. That's yeah. like getting your leather shoes wet. Yeah. Once you get them wet, they're never the same. Once you yeah. get a husky's that white fluffy tail, once you get skunk on that, it's skunk. That's it's just a skunk tail. Anymore. It's just not. The the product <laughs> cleanser worked. She doesn't smell anymore. She doesn't smell. But I am excited about the idea of you writing a collection of skunk dog stories and putting together a little skunk dog story, short story collection. Cause I think that's hilarious. They're all freaking hilarious. Okay. I got to tell the listeners this, uh, you guys, you know, by now we've talked several times about this skunk dog series I'm doing about fern stinking dog. Right. So, uh, the last skunk dog, uh, story I did last Monday, uh, included in it, Sandy's, little rat chihuahua and after i wrote it i sent it both to amy and fern and to sandy mm -hmm. and the best part about the story everybody was sandy she either sent me a a text or a message when she found out that i had coronavirus and she was trying to be nice and say she was sorry i forgot what but she she rebuked me because she said that her little dog wasn't that bad, as bad as I made it in the so, so, which is the greatest compliment you can have when precious Sandy says, Oh, Dinker's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kelly. Dinger isn't that bad. Dinger's not that bad. But no, Dinger's awesome. I love Chihuahuas. Well, after you see the way that little bitty dog goes around in a circle anytime it barks. How do you not include that in a children's story? That's the uh, funniest thing I, get, I ever saw. I get it. I get it. it for he's it. so fat, he, he can't it? tell where his legs come out. Oh, he's just <laughs> fluffy. You know, the recumbent bike, the, the recumbent trike. Is that Leroy? 
Yes, it is. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. As soon as I saw trike, because I know he has some. Yeah, a thousand miles on your trike. Wow. You know, the, the trouble with that, Leroy, is when you put a thousand miles on your trike, that means you've really had, you've really enjoyed it, but then you have a thousand miles on your trike. That's the trouble with it. Yeah. I have that same problem with my RV. I love to use it, but then I have miles on it. But that's the point. Things are to be used. They're okay. There's help. another th uh, resolution I have to help Amy on. Oh my gosh. I'm scared after the first one. You, Amy. And that's to uh, get her to, uh, visit Atlanta for the Dragon Con <laughs> and uh, she and whoever she's traveling with can stay at my at my uh, new cabin in the woods. Okay. Okay. See, that's All not right. as mean as the first one. Now that, that one's going to be a lot more effort than the first one. No, like I'm just going to say, you're going for a lot more work on that one for sure. I think, I, I think that, um, I think that Amy should go and I should tag along. I do too, because Fern should go so she can have a cigar with me on my patio mm. in the forest. Mm. Hey, Callie. I thought Kelly, she's the one that always goes to Dragon Con. Yeah, she oh, yeah, says your cabin is, is too far away. It's on a mountain in the woods. It's, I love it. We can we can always just go for the for the day, Kelly. And it's like, ten minutes from downtown. Yeah. Okay, the next one that I want to do with Fern is I want <laughs> yeah. to be a bad influence on her so she can. Uh, start uh, driving her father's Porsche once a week, whether he knows it or not. So, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> that one's harder than getting me to Dragon Con. That's because oh she really wants to do that. I think oh, she no. does. I do. I do because it's tempting because it's sitting right there. But you need I'm to, a bad influence. You need to no, you just have you're homicidal at this point because <laughs> you're just trying to get me killed. Well, because I've been stuck in this apartment for 10 days. I'm going crazy. You're going crazy. Because well, I mean, dude, dude, if I even touch that car, that, you know, I get what year is that? What year Porsche is that? Is I it a brand new one? No, it's no but it's the classic design, Ooh. which means that it really yeah. doesn't date from year to year. It's oh, yeah, because it's just it's a classic Porsche. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I wanted to know what, like, okay, so it's the classic style. Right. Like, There's no, it's okay. not the kind of, it doesn't go, classic Porsche design doesn't go in style or out style. It just right. is. Yeah. Okay, so it's so one of those iconic. Okay. I go, I go, and I put my fingerprints on it. I put my fingerprints on it, and then he goes and he cleans it off and polishes it. You Girl. know, and that's that's the extent of pushing the envelope that we get because you know right. I, I don't have a death wish. Alive is good, Russell. Mm. Alive is good. And I guess for our podcast. My goal for the year is to move us to number 12 from number 13 in the country. The number 12. Okay. I like it. One step up. I'm going to start making, I'm going to make, I'm going to start making speeches in Atlanta to introduce that urban area uh, more so to the writing community, uh, to our podcast. 
I'm hoping to get some local writers there to be on our podcast so we can start the conversation about it. Uh, okay. Amy, you have a former client, you and Sandy. I'm hoping to meet them, get them on it. So actually, uh, that, there's a whole thing that uh, that's my resolution for the podcast. Okay, I like them. I like What's some them. of yours? Mine or Fern? That's you can go either way. I'll go. Um, well, Russell, you hit on one of mine. One of mine is to get a uh, a bigger vehicle to accommodate my family that's not compact. <laughs> Mostly because on my way home, my daughter likes to kick my chair. And let's just say I don't like that. So I was sitting pretty much up on my dashboard because her little legs couldn't reach the back of my chair. A compact vehicle is great. I've loved it, but I need something bigger. Um, so that would be on my New Year's resolution. Um, another one is I'm going to redo my office. So that is on there. And Good. let's get some stuff in the background for the future. So it's not just a plain wall on the podcast. I just moved my desk. It used to be my bookshelf right there, man. Right there. I know. So you put that little Christmas tree there. I know. It was, <laughs> I have lights there. Anyways, I'm going to make it an office slash like my crafting room. And then um, I, on my list was to sell one or both of Joshua's motorcycles, depending on my <laughs> So see, I was just being supportive. Yeah. So that is on my on my list. Um, and then my my next one is to bring more awareness to through the eyes of authors. Um, so that's kind of on my list and, and how I can better support all authors, you know, in this coming year. So I don't know how many that is, but that's what I have at the moment. I mean, keep Josh alive. Let's hope that, you know, I don't have to murder him. If so, I, you know, I'm going to. Well, that goes with selling one of his motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Which one sells first? It's going to be a fun little game. Um, don't break his heart. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes hearts are meant to be broken so they can grow stronger. It's okay. I'm a firm believer in that. hundred percent. Firm, Pardon, what's what your you? resolution? My resolution, well, for sure, I've got three things that are going to be published that I wrote nice. this next year. We've got uh, Mr. Landon's Library Book Two coming out probably here in February or March. And then we've got in July, book one of my uh, Dragonborn romance series, the, the Dragon and His Kitten, Love's Call. That's coming out in July. You're such a romantic. I know, I know. I love my romance. And then book two, um, the follow-up to United Vidin will come out in December. I really wanted to leave that one to the end of the year because I really need to uh, polish up the back end, like the, the war portion of it. And um, I'm almost getting ready to send it to some beta readers coming up soon. I know some people have been waiting to be my beta readers. They've been wanting to, and uh, they've been waiting for it for a bit. But um, it's going to probably go go to beta readers probably in february can i ask you a question how do you yeah. pick your and you know you and i've had many fights about this so you know the connotations behind my question how do you find your beta readers well you know the people who are going to be my beta readers are people who have read book one who um and they really loved it and they've been the people that have been reaching out to me about like when book two comes out. So I'm I'm going to send them a note 
um, and then there's the the group of, of writers that are friends that are going to be you know that have knowledge of the story you know and can and can do it and so I send it out I send out the call for beta readers and then you know then we pick the ones that you know a good number um, because also like they have a month to, to read it right they might have the month of February to read it um, and so sometimes even though you really want to things happen and so sometimes beta readers can't can't finish it you know which is okay, you know, they can send me what they've got and, or, you know, they don't have to send anything at all. You know, it's okay if you don't get to, you know, it's it's something you're doing for me as a, as a thank you that I have for you, you know? So you get, um, so there's no pressure. So I like to have extra in case, you know, people didn't get a chance to finish it. But then in March, we'll have a conversation with uh, Max about, about the feedback with the beta readers and his feedback as well and where we stand and what needs to be done to finish polishing it up so that's so i'm we, sorry i interrupted you what was your other resolution you wanted to say you were at your last words were december uh release of your book and then what what is your other resolution Oh, well, the other resolution is to maximize my time so that I can promote better and more. And I have a brand new strategy plan that I've been putting in. Putting oh, together. show everyone your strategy plan. Well, this is my time. Okay. Higher. My time breakup, my time breakdown for my days so that I have strategic use of my time. Um, it's a rough draft. I'm still plotting with it. I need to really think about Now, is this a week to week or are you going to do a new one each week? No, this is this is the ideal week, right? So if if everything went perfectly, there each were week, no, this is for the, the ideal yeah. week. This is how I would spend my time. This is where I would write, where I would focus on my inklings work, where we would focus on some real estate work, you know, all the things that I do are plotted out where I would use the time for those things uh, to the to the maximum effect. Now, you know, things happen like sometimes you have a lunch meeting that pops up or you have something else that you have to do. And that's where I use this as my guide to see where am I gonna put that on that week's schedule, right? To see how am I going to fit in all the pieces of what I need to do this week into my schedule so that I continue to maximize time because time is the essence. If you don't use time well, you are going to feel very frustrated. You're going to feel very burnt out. And, you know, one of the things that I am doing uh, in my time schedule is setting out time for me. There's a couple of afternoons where I'm not going to do anything for anybody, any work. It's time to just for me, you know, so the, it's important to, for me to have that because I, you know, I didn't really have that in the other one that I had for this year. So I think it's really important to build it in and program it. Like this is going to be my time for myself. I'm going to just goof around and do nothing. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Let's see. Craig Matthews. Hey, Craig, Kelly Lynn. Yeah. I've gotten so busy. I have every workday scheduled per the hour. I schedule them on Sunday. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't focus. You yeah. know, I um, 
listening to that, I'm not even going to lie. I'm very envious that you guys do that. And it stresses me out very much. So I'm just, I don't know to have my day detailed like that by every hour is I'm just, if I don't accomplish it, I feel, ah, that's, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I just, the most important things to do is to make sure you have the right paradigm when you're going into it. This is an ideal week. So I know already that this is not going to happen this way um, ever. Okay. It's never going to go down this perfect. Yeah. So I already know that there's going to be fluctuations. There's going to be interruptions. Um, You know, you have kids, so you would have to factor in times for taking care of your kiddos. So you cannot go into this going, this is set in stone and I have to accomplish this. Absolutely. You can't do that. You have to go into it knowing that this is the best use of your time and you're going to try to apply it to the best of your ability given the fluctuations of life. And most of the time, if you really go into it that way, it works. Because, I mean, I get a shitload of stuff done all the time. I Shitload. I mean, I juggle juggle real estate. I juggle teaching. I juggle inklings. I juggle my own writing. You know, I mean, I juggle family, friends, romantic relationships. I mean, I'm juggling a lot of stuff. But but it's not. But I don't. I don't stress myself out on it. Has to be perfect every week, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Ferdin, how are you? So you guys, you guys have heard me talk about this. Sandy used to talk about it. I've talked about it all year long. My Monday night and Wednesday mornings, which is through the eyes of authors. Mm-hmm. So this coming year, we have a bunch of different speakers coming, but we're going to be doing week-long trainings that's going to go over the course or span over the course of three to four or six weeks. And it's going to be a deeper dive into different writing processes, characterization, how do you really develop a strong story, all of those things that writers need to hear. Even if you're an experienced writer or you're just beginning, it's something that either you need to be reminded of it's always good to have refreshers or something that you just didn't think about. So we're going to be doing all kinds of out-of-the-box training on top of diving deeper into different writing techniques and specifications of writing styles. So that is what is coming new this coming year. That is my goal. On top of people that are offering different summits that authors can attend or be speakers at or publishing summits that are coming. So this is something that has been near and dear to Sandy's heart that is near and dear to mine, which is helping authors, no matter what part of writer journey you were on, or if you haven't even started and you need a spark to, you know, help you kind of get over writer's block or whatever it is. So those happen Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central, and then we regroup Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central time to kind of discuss and dive, dive deeper with each other and how we can help each other be successful. Because authors helping authors is how authors and all of us kind of become successful. So that's kind of the purpose of Through the Eyes of Authors. That was one of my resolutions, and that's my goal, kind of going into the new year. That is going to be a big focus. So you will hear a ton about it, absolutely a ton about it, different speakers coming on and everything. So we are all working together. I met with Fern and Sandy and Russell two weekends ago, and so we kind of brainstormed, and we're hoping to bring – some amazing stuff for you guys. So make sure that you tune in, stay up to date on what all is happening. If you haven't already, there is a Through the Eyes of Authors Facebook group that is open to the public. 
that'll tell you what in the membership we are learning if you're interested in doing that or just coming for one to test this out and see how you feel about it. So let me know. You guys know how to get in touch with me. I am always open. I am out of time for this Monday morning. So without further ado, because I don't want my time Nazi to get in there, Russell, closing statements from you. I hope everyone has a healthy week. Uh, stay smart because it's out there. Uh, have a good New Year's Eve, but be alert. Yes, absolutely. Fern, what about you? I just wish everybody a very happy new year. Um, you know, take time to think through the good things that happened this year to you. You know, appreciate uh, how far you have come from where you started. And, uh, you know, set some goals for the next year. And uh, let's all work to build each other up. Yes, absolutely. So from all of us here at Author Talk, we wish you guys a happy new year. We cannot wait to ring in the new year on January 3rd and kick off our 2022 of Author Talk. So until then, you guys, be safe, have a great new year, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everybody, or in the new year. Ta